and welcome to episode 15 of Ripping the Rack podcast. I'm Tim. To my right is... Well, hey there, Tim. It's Brian. Oh, hey, Brian. I see you found your mute button again for the second week in a row. I did. I made it two weeks in a row. That's It's a awesome. streak, folks. That's called a streak. Not streaking. No, no. Oh. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't subject that to anybody. You ever done it? No. You ever God, no. Really? No. Seriously? Seriously, Tim. No, I haven't. Oh, I have. Oh, what? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it, it does not at all. I, I did. Uh, well, I did run down the street after the Bruins won uh, the Stanley Cup for the first time in 40 years. What was that, 2011? Um, yes. Yeah, I, I did run down the street in my boxers, screaming. <laughs> so the funny story about that night when they won, other than that, um, it was the first night that Kelly's parents had come to stay with us in the apartment since I'd moved in. So the very first night that they decided to come stay with us, the Bruins were on, and I only had one TV in the apartment. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I was like, Kelly was very good. She's like, Mom, Dad, the, Brian's not going to be very talkative or attentive tonight. There is a very important hockey game on that he must watch. <laughs> and they were very understanding. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I did. I, I let out a, some tears, and, and I can tell you, yes, I cried when the Red Sox won in 2004. Uh, yes, I cried when the Patriots won in 2001. And uh, was it one? I yeah, don't know. I think it was 2000, 2001, because then they won again in 2003 and 2004. Cheaters. Cheaters. You're jelly. Cheaters. And uh, I don't think I did. I, I don't think I cried when the uh, Celtics won their last one, two thousand and eight. Or well, whatever. you knew it. You knew that everything is possible. It, it is. It is. But yes, I have gone. Stre- I have gone streaking a couple of times. You, one. You. One was not on purpose. Okay. How is how is it not? Well, well. Long long story short, apparently, uh, jumping out of a bedroom window, uh, because someone came home and I wasn't supposed to be there. That was you're, a long. That was a long time ago. You're going to incriminate yourself, Tim. No, that was a long time ago. It was. It was good. It was parents. Parents came home. Yes. That's what we're going with. So I jumped out the window and ran down the street <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that does not surprise <laughs> me either. You silly, uh, silly, silly man. Yeah. Well, I'm an idiot, but it was fun. Um. So we're going to start this week. We we got one question. Uh, from Ivan Drago's uncle's nephew's cousin's niece brother, mm-hmm. twice removed cousin. Okay. Ryan Drago. Yep. Uh, Ryan asked us. Um, I kind must of a, break you. Yes, I think <laughs> he say. He, I, I think he said I must break you. Um, actually, he said he hopes all is well with both of us. Oh, very um, good. So very thank good. you, Ryan. Thank all, you. All is well. Uh, I think this makes it official that we have four listeners now. One more, and we could have a listener appreciation episode. We could. We could. Every Um, episode is listener appreciation episode. Yes, Calvin, I am going to have you on the podcast eventually. We're not allowed in Canada because we're dirty Americans, Calvin. Uh, Calvin is – look, Calvin's special, but we like him anyway. He certainly is. Uh, So Ryan has a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, First question. If Candlepin Bowling was to expand throughout its New England region, so basically outside the outside the region, what other states in the country do you think the game would do well in? And Brian, do you want to say do you want to answer that one? 
I'll let you answer, and then I'll give my well, answer. You know, when, when I was fixing the brakes on your car the other night, and we were talking about this, I got to thinking. Yes, I helped fix them, just not as much. Yes, we'll go with that. I, I put a tire on. You know, I was thinking Florida. Florida is the obvious pick because that's where a lot of older New Englanders go to retire. God's waiting room. And right now, like, COVID land. <laughs> yes. Um, but then I got thinking, why not, like, the Midwest, like, farm country? Not a whole lot out there other to do than to, you know, farm, play basketball. Why not bowl? Okay. I would agree with Florida. I do feel... Um, Specifically, the Tampa-St. Pete area, I think, would do very well, um, as well as the uh, East Coast when you get Fort Lauderdale North. I don't think it would do, you know, Miami itself, I don't think would do well. Um, so I do th I do feel Florida would, uh, uh, I think it would do okay in Florida. I also think it would do well in Arizona, um, Obvious for a couple of obvious reasons, is that is another retirement spot for folks in the northeast um i think arizona would be you know the phoenix scottsdale glendale um area i think it would do well um it, it would take a little bit to to catch on um there definitely would have to be some money behind it to you know obviously for marketing purposes and things like that but i do think you could do well out there as as a you know as a rule and I think once you got kind of in those places, I, I think you could attempt to do some other larger places. Mm -hmm. uh, you had mentioned when we were talking about this off the air, you had mentioned um, the mid uh, the mid east. Um, call it <laughs> Maryland, not, not, mid the, not, mid not east, the Middle East, not Middle Tim. East, Mid Eastern United States. I don't want Kabul Bowl. <laughs> uh, oh, straight. Oh, throw a bomb. <laughs> a kaboom. Yeah, easy tip. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm easily distracted today. Squirrel. Squirrel. Well, I'm 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 empty nesting now. Oh, that's right. So Your your last bird flew away today. The last bird flew away officially today. Um so Jordan's all grown up. Jordan all grown up. Uh so he and uh, he and his girlfriend have got got their apartment. Um, so it is now just Angie and I in the house and um, the cats and the cats, um, and the chipmunks and the squirrels and the birds and Jay Davy Crockett <laughs> <laughs> and the turkeys. Can't forget them and some deer. And oh, what was the guy in, in little house on the prairie's name? Ingalls. Oh, uh, uh, well you had Laura Ingalls. What was oh. his name? Uh, oh God. Something Ingalls. <laughs> That's what I you turned know. into, man. So animals. poor poor Angie now has just me to uh, annoy. I mean, I will we're, we're setting her. up a fund for her, folks, so you, we can get her money for dealing with Tim. Well, I, I, I sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I long story. I know we kind of got got off track a little bit, but uh, the mid eastern states of Maryland, you know, things like that where you have duck pin already. Yeah. I think I think might might be able to support uh, speaking of, of different kinds bowling. of bowling yep um i know bobby kite um for, you know of canada was bowling like a big five pin match in he, calgary yeah yeah he's there's some there's some good money in the five pin stuff up there mm -hmm. um and again that's a national thing they they i know a lot of these guys um bowl five pin as well as candle pin 
tried it once when I was up there. Um, I, I couldn't do it. I didn't understand it. <laughs> a little confusing. It's too much math. The, there was a lot of math involved in it. just confused me. Um, so someone wants to write to us and, and tell us the rules of five pins so we understand it. That'd be great. That'd be cool. But That'd go be Bobby. <laughs> and then the second question that uh, Ivan Drago's uncle's nephew, niece's cousin's someone's best friend's twice removed Ivan Drago, mm-hmm. Brian Drago. Uh, Ryan wanted to go. It said, uh, sadly, many candlepin centers have closed throughout the years. If you had the opportunity to bring one of them back, which candlepin center would it be? Can we do Canada and America? Yes. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do let's let's do the Dirty Americans first. Rockland Family Bowling Center in Rockland, Maine. Why? That's where I grew up. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's I a ne- family dollar now. I, I never I, I never bo- I never bowled there. <sighs> never had the opportunity to bowl there. You you kind of get to bowl there because the lanes downstairs at Oakland Park are from Rockland. Wait, so Okay. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um I would say for on the dirty American side, um, there's two that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, the first one being in Pittsfield, Maine, not Pittsfield, Mass, but Pittsfield, Maine was Pittsfield Bowling Center. Um, I would love for that to come back with Cesar running it because that was one of my all-time favorite places to bowl. It was clean. Pins went great. Um, you know, and, and, and Cesar really put money into it. So... To me, that was cool. Like, you know, you'd go up for a tournament, and he was sponsored. So he had sponsorships from, uh, I think it was Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi was a, used to sponsor tournaments. So it was, uh, I, I want to say it was like uh, 20 bucks for a double. I think it was like 10 bucks for a double, 20 bucks for a triple or something like that. Um, just cash in hand. Um, I can remember, I can remember bowling a pro tour there. Um, I did not win the tournament, um, but I walked out of there with like 200 bucks in cash because I threw a bunch of doubles and a couple of triples and things like that. And I bowled, I think I bowled 1,400 and lost. Wow. Yeah, I think Mark Smith won that one. He was like 1,420 or something like that. And I was like, I was like 1,395 to 1,405, somewhere in that wow. range. I never got to bowl there. Ah, oh, fun house. Pedals for the. Uh, Ah, the foot pedals. Foot pedals. I think uh, Old Town has those, don't Old they? Town still does. Yeah. Um, Russ hated them because every once in a while he'd kick his back foot out and it hit the pedal, and, well, that counted. Yep. So um, it was uh, – At so one point in Old Town, if I stomped too hard, I would rattle it just enough that it would do it. <laughs> so I would say Pittsfield Bowling Center or um, go down in, like, Pilgrim Lanes. Mm. Um, I, I, I bowled Pilgrim once. Years and years ago, in a mass, I think it was Mass Pro Tour, and my one year bowling in the Mass Pro Tour, and uh, um, I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun place to bowl. So, is that is that the Mass Pro Tour where you had to pay to warm up? Yeah, that kind of got me on that first time. I didn't hmm. know. Yeah, it confused me. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was like, why is everyone going warming up? They're like paying to go warm up. I'll just wait for them to turn the lanes on and. So they turned them off. They did the announcements, and I'm like, okay, this is a little odd. And then they said, all right, put the first <laughs> bowler up. Next ball, you throw counts. And I just went, oh, shit. This is going to hurt. And I kind of looked, and they're like, do it. What do you – I was like, there's no warm-ups? Like, what What have you been doing for the last 30 minutes? Like, waiting to, for the people to be done. No, that's not how we do it. I'm like, I have never bowled a tournament where you didn't – Get to warm up. Where you had to pay to warm up. 
it's just it boggled my mind. Um, so it was a little weird. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was good. I, I, those are the two lanes in the states that I would um, that I would look at. Um, and then for for our uh, clean cut Canadian friends, Halifax Fairlands. Halifax Fairlands, absolutely, absolutely. 100%. Yep. <laughs> yep. My, one of my all time favorite places to bowl. Absolutely missed bowling there. Hated the drive. Didn't like the night. Oh hours. god, the drive was just so. Like, well, it was nine hours. From you know, us. maybe if it was in the summer, it'd be okay. Maybe, but I don't think we ever got up by the pass and didn't hit snow. Always snow, through the pass. Yeah, and you, it, it, you get through Moncton, you're like, man, it's getting gray. Well, what's going on? It's bright and beautiful in St. John, and all the way up. And then you start to come over this hill, and it's like, oh, oh, it's oh, a whiteout. Oh, great whiteout. <laughs> and it's like that for about 15 miles, and then it's rain. It's rain or it's, it's oh, sunshine and fields of wheat oh, all through Nova Scotia. Oh, my God. Longest drive. And don't miss that one exit. Yeah. If you miss that one exit, um, you best – I don't care if it says authorized vehicles You're only. You're turning around. Turn around. God. But the Halifax Fairlanes, absolutely, I would say uh, – You, you would know say. what made that drive better? All the A&Ws on the way. Oh, I God. Love I love A&W. I wish we had some here. I know. A&W. I think there's one in Vermont. Well, there was one in uh, down around down around Methuen, up Salem area. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's still there or not, but uh, oh, I love A and W, especially when they serve it in a nice, ice cold, chilled glass. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, God, that was so good. Uh, so there you go. Um, you know, as Ryan says, he goes, "If it were me, I'd want to bring back one of my childhood bowling center lanes and games in Cambridge. Uh, the other would be Pilgrim Lanes in Haverhill." Because I never got the chance to bowl there. I would have loved to bowl lanes and games. I didn't get a chance to, but they had those odd pin setters that used to like come down and then they'd fold back up. So you watch them when you people would punch the spread eagle. Sometimes pins would go straight up, and then like two seconds later they fall down and change your break completely. <laughs> That's cool. It's so because the pin decks go like, and no one can see this. I know, but yeah. Joe and Tim, like they set and they fold back up. So basically, Ryan had uh, Ryan. <laughs> Brian has his hand up like he's waving, and now he's lowering it down, and now he's bringing it back up. Thanks, wow. Tim. Wow. This is riveting. It's riveting radio. Riveting radio right now. Tim, we um, got some... Uh, got some what? We got some teams coming up for the international, oh, or the, yeah. well, formerly known as international. Yes, sir. Now the national. Now the whatever they're calling it for this year. Oh. Oh. Bing, um, bing. So... They are – oh, they still are calling it the International Mixed Championships. They are okay. calling it that. Um, this is the 10th annual – Must be like the World Series of Baseball. Yes, okay. in, in America. Uh, so they are at 26 teams for the 10th International Mixed Championship for August 29th and 30th. Good turnout. Um, by the way, um, I will say this podcast is sponsored this week by us. For us. For us. For you. For you. Uh, to reach us – Ripping the Rack Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some emails. Ripping the Rack Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like. Ripping the Rack Podcast on YouTube. Give us a follow. There we go. Subscribe. Subscribe. Don't forget to pound that alert bell, too. <laughs> oh, that's all. Oh, I can't forget the alert. Yes, definitely. Uh, so we do have uh, 26 teams right now. And uh, right now, here is the official list of teams that could probably and possibly change possibly and probably change by the time we we bowl 
card subject to change without notice. Yes. So we have Mona Lamar and Chris Merrill. Good team. Leanne Lowe and Tom Pelkey. Another good team. Katie Witham, Kobe Carrier. Good team. Well, okay, I think well, we could probably just say all good teams. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, all good teams. So you're not saying, oh, good team. Oh, okay. good team. Oh, good team. Brian wants to hit me right now. No, I don't. You're looking at me like you want... You want you, you just there's something about your face. You, I just you, don't want to punch you it. You want you you want to hit me. Pow. You ka, pow. Pow. Kapow. Are you are you saying pow? Pow. 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 <laughs> Special effects. Uh, okay, so let's start right. let's start this over. So Mona Lamar and Chris Merrill. Good job, right? <laughs> uh, you wanted to. Uh, Leanne and Tom. Katie with from Kobe Carrier. Christy Hapworth, Matt Huff. Didn't do it again. Nice job. Uh, Shannon Scribner, Scribner and Mark Carrier. Vanessa Huff and Mark Weber. Peg Donnelly and Ray Athern. Go, Dad. Go, Ray Ray. Team Ray Ray. Uh, apparently, we just Nikki. She's just going by one one name. My, I'm assuming it's Nikki McKeever. I, I, I'm, I think so, yeah. Does she usually bowl with Mike Legendre? I, I, yes, and that's, who's he, that's who she's bowling with, but it's just Nikki on here. Oh. And Mike, legendary, according to what they have spelled here. You I, you butcher his name all the time, dude, anyways. Look dude. how they spelled it. I don't care. Okay, I'm well, just I'm calling out because you you can't say it, neither can I. And the best team in here, Aaron Merrill and myself. Just saying. Uh, Andrea, Andrea, someone. Okay. Don't have a last name, and Scott Terroyce. Uh Gene Gilbert and Dave Gilbert. Uh, Sarah Duffy and Nick. Oh, apparently it's spelled here Zafalto. Rashi. Uh, apparently he's now some type of pill. Isn't that like <laughs> Zeralfo? Z- 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 <laughs> I'll have to ask my wife. Uh, they, it, Side effects of Freshie may include <laughs> constant drunkness, <laughs> inability to speak function, and touching and of extreme your hunger. And <laughs> touching of your ass. You forget that. Consult uh, your doctor if you're going to bowl with Freshie. <laughs> Sarah Duffy and Nick Zuffalato. Uh We have... Lori Lewis uh, and Nate Lees. And we have uh, Kai Hunt and TBA. Uh, that's a new one. I, probably never, Kerrigan, I would assume. I don't know, mm. but it, it, it's right now it's to be announced. So Maybe it's a maybe it's a shock reveal. I think it's going to be a shock reveal on the day of. Uh, we have Sarah Simmons and DJ Trask. We have Deb Regan and Mike McChichi. Cheech. Cheech. We have Trisha Hughes-Smith and Evan Riva trying to defend their title as they did win the elongated tournament last year when we bowled 30 strings and my hand fell off. <laughs> um, that was a lot of bowling. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Um, we have Jess Stockton and Jeff LaPierre. We have Nancy Vigu and Mike Leland. We have Sonia Renee and Nick Norcross. We have Mario Johnson and Cole Fry. Sage Johnson and Josh Daly. Uh, Iris Libertini and Jeff McLean. Michelle Ward and Aaron Basford. Kerrigan Skinner and Rick Martell. Well, there goes the shock reveal. That's not the shock reveal, okay. Uh, And Faye Sawyer and Craig Holbrook. So... Those are your teams as of right now, 26 teams. Um, should be a ton of fun. And uh, that is coming up in two weeks. 
start time is 9 a.m. on Saturday the 29th at 1710 Sports Center or 1710 Bowling and Entertainment Center in Augusta, Maine, right on Route 3. Come check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, good time will be had by all. Their phone number is actually really cool. Oh, yeah, their phone number is uh, 621-1710. So uh, come on come on down. Check the bowling out. Uh, maybe if someone's nice, they'll go live during the event at some point or another. It's going to have to be you. I'm not bowling. Well, get a partner and bowl. I told you. I'm just telling you. I don't know why you can't listen to me. Do you ever think it made me feel I can't? I know you can't bowl. Oh, weird. Well, I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. So that is the uh, that is the as of right now the lineup for uh, that tournament. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. So it's it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always fun. Um, Pins go well there. They do. They do. What else you got? What else you want to talk about? Oh, we we actually do have something to go on. We today. do. We do. Um, you want to kick it off? Well, I had an idea, and I talked to Tim, and we are going to do the top twenty-five male bowlers from nineteen ninety to today. So, of the last thirty years, who we feel are the top twenty-five bowlers. Um, these lists are just our personal lists. We don't mean to offend anybody. Yes, I do. Okay, Tim does. I don't. I'm the nice one. My alter ego isn't going to participate, so the nice Brian is going to be here. Aww. Um, but no, like I had an idea to make a list. Last 30 years. Because I figured Tim's list and my list would differ because Tim's seen more in-person stuff. I, you know, and this was – I struggled with this list, um, and the reason why, honestly, is there are some tremendous bowlers that I left off for reasons such as they bowled in the early 90s and they got done, mm-hmm. you know. Like Charlie. Like Charlie. Char- well, Charlie, I mean, he was still bowling early 2000s because he won the Worlds in 2001. Right. But he wasn't the same Charlie Milan. That's also 19 years ago, Tim. I know. So I tried, I tried to make this list, my, or my personal attempt at this list were bowlers that yes, they 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 were either bowling in the '90s and they bowled into the 2000s, you know, at least 15 plus years is what I really was mm-hmm. looking for. And then if they didn't, maybe they're bowling now, but if they went back, you know, 12 or 15 years. Um, so I, I did leave off obviously some some pretty big names. Um, I left people off just because a lot of the 90s stuff is all, I, all I've seen is YouTube stuff. Right. So. You know, but it doesn't mean that they're they're not. Feel free to tell us the people that would we left off our list you would put on yours. Feel free. Because God knows I forgot some and Brian pointed one out to me when we were talking about this before we went, uh, mm-hmm. before we went on air and I was like, Oh my God! I can't believe I forgot that person. Um, so I had to rearrange, make some rearranging here. And uh, uh, yeah, so what are we gonna do today? Are we gonna are we gonna do all twenty-five, or do we want to do? I figured we could break this segment up over three shows. So I figured we could do twenty-five to sixteen today. Yep. Next week will be fifteen. 
to six. Yep. And then we'll give in a big segment to the top five on our lists. Fair enough. All right. So uh, you want to start? Sure. All right. My number 25 bowler is Mike Poulin. Uh, get to see Mike a little bit in the worlds when I first started bowling when the New Hampshire All-Stars were still firing on cylinders and always saw this dude who looked like a the wonky version of Mario from Mario Brothers <laughs> on the lane, just throwing a super smooth ball and destroying racks of pins. Yeah, no, Mike. And bowling Mike, anchor on a team that's very, very accomplished. Yeah, no, Mike was a great bowler. Mm. Um, left-handed, smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of New Hampshire, um, solid, solid pick. Um, my number twenty-five, I had Russ Neely. Ah, very um, good pick. I sh- I struggled putting Russ on this list for the simple fact is is he bowled up through about two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand you know somewhere in that mid early two thousands. Um, so I really went back and forth on this pick, but he was so dominant in the state of Maine in the 90s. Um, the late 80s and 90s that I, I, I had to put him on this mm-hmm. list. So, I got Russ at number 25. Nice. Moving along, my 24 is Steve Plant. Uh, I had a chance to bowl with Steve in the knockout back. Oh, it was the last year, I think it was in Bangor. I uh, bowled with him and Super cool dude to bowl with. Another lefty. Um, from what I've seen, you know, lots of TV appearances on the various shows they did down there. Um, just real smooth ball. Makes a lot of cut shots. Fun to watch. Um, again, was on a lot of good Worlds teams. Um, so my 24 was Steve Plant. My 24 was Mark Gregory. Uh, I have him on my list a little higher. Yep. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I I, Mark is a, Mark is a really good dude. Um, I got the pleasure to, you know, I had the pleasure to bowl with Mark, um, in a couple of worlds. Total chaos. And he's just a super nice guy. Um, human rain delay on the, on the, uh, lanes. He Uh, just seems, he's so quiet. He's, but I've heard he's hilarious. Oh, he's a riot. (laughs) No, he is. He, he is. He's got a dry sense of humor and, and when you get to know him. I mean, it, he the dude is really funny, um, and he's a hell of a bowler. Um, I know he's got yes. at least one 500 series. He did that Bangor in the Worlds. Um, Won a world title with Academy a couple years ago. Yep, yep. still bowling, still a great mm-hmm. bowler. So I got Mark at number 24. My 23 is also a Mark, and it's Mark Carrier. Um, I put Mark on this list because he's a multiple-time uh, world singles winner. He has an ICBA title. Um, he has a state eliminations title. Um, you know, he hasn't been to the finals in a world yet, but he's been on some great teams that I've been a part of and Tim's been a part of. And um, I just think looking at, you know, Mark is a great singles bowler. These are the best singles bowlers of, you know, the last 30 years. And Mark deserves to be on that list. So I put him at 23. Uh, I would not disagree. Um, I I. Do not have Mark on my list, and the only reason that I do not have him on there is because I've got a lot of guys from the '90s on here. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, you've seen more than I have, and 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 I struggled with that because I have a list, and, and Brian's look kind of looking at it. 
uh, where I broke it out, Mass, New Hampshire, Maine, and Canada, and, and Mark is definitely on my list that I was trying to choose my top 25, and I, I struggled with, with leaving him off. Mm. Um, that was he's a, he's a hell of a bowler and a good friend. I, I, yeah. I really like Mark. I think, I think the world of him. Um, Drywall Concepts, by the way, has been a multiple-time sponsor of this show. Yes. Um, Mark, he's a good dude, and he's a hell of a bowler. He really is a hell of a bowler. Um, but again, I, I just I had him just off my list only because I've got some guys that you probably don't have from more from the back end of the. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number twenty three, I have Tony LeBlanc from Canada. Um, wow. Yep. I have Tony much higher. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll 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 see the reason why when when I get up there. Okay. Um, one of my reasons why I have him down at twenty three is. He was so good for um, a period of time that wasn't as long as some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then he, he kind of moved around some, moved down to the States for a while, and then moved back. Uh, so, again, you know, a hell of a bowler. And nice guy. I had a great time, you know, talking to him up at the uh, Moncton 560 this past um, February. And, uh, you know, nice guy, had a lot of fun chatting, um, you know, can still bowl too. So, mm-hmm. um, moving up to 22, my number 22 is Chris McGrady. Um, when McGrady bowls lead off for a plus, he is probably the best lead off bowler in the building. Um, he is a guy who is a machine on the approach. He throws the same approach, the same ball. Every time. And he's deliberate. Much like Mark Gregory. He is deliberate. Yes, he is. Um, McGrady, I believe, has thrown a 200 string. Um, He used to bowl the Can-Am. And Jim Pendergrass, a local guy from the Mid-Coast area here, likes to tell me that he had a, you know, 30-pin lead on Mr. McGrady. And then Chris threw four bombs in a row and a (laughs) nine-drop. And all of a sudden, he lost the match. Yep. Um, But... Just Chris is a nice guy, fun to talk to, great teammate from what I've seen. I haven't bowled with Chris, but he just – he seems like he's serious, but he's in every match. He can lighten a mood, um, and he's just very talented. Yep. I uh, That was another one like Mark Carrier I, I struggled with. Um, I, I do not have Chris on my top 25, um, again, because some of the guys that I have on here mm-hmm. – um, as we'll get later on, we won't get to him this week, um, but mm-hmm. that was kind of yep. that was kind of my number twenty-two um, is Calvin. Calvin, I put I put Cal. I I have a lot of respect for Calvin on the bowl, on on the lane. Um, he is in in my eyes, he is one of the most underrated bowlers right now in this game. I'm talking Canada and the United States. I don't think Calvin gets enough. Calvin's good. I, I don't think he gets enough. Um, I'm not gonna say respect because I, I think people respect him on the lanes and they may not like him. Mm. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit for I don't how think, good yeah. he is. Yeah, he's I mean, on my list. I so I have him at uh, I have him at 22. So we're going to 21. My 21 is a guy I didn't see a lot of, but I've heard a lot of. Actually, got to bowl 
you know, a box against him in the Worlds. I think it was his last Worlds. It's Kansas Snow yep. um, from Nova Scotia. Um, just he, he took a team, that DeGraff team that year, and he made them a different group of bowlers. And they gelled, and they made the playoffs. They shocked a lot of people. Wasn't that the year we were like, oh, what's this team? Oh, think, yeah. Oh, Sean Dion looks like he's going to eat me, so now I'm really scared. <laughs> But Kansas just, from what I've seen and then watching the, I believe it's the 93 final, the first year they win that. Yep. And he just, you could tell, he, he's, a, he's a great bowler. Kansas was a great bowler. He, he truly was. Um, I had him on my list, and then my, my he made my first cut. Unfortunately, mm. he did not make my final cut um, when I started going through. Um, Kansas was a hell of a bowler. He really, really was. Uh, I got a lot of, again, a lot of respect for what he mm. did for, for the game up there. Um, One of the original organizers of the world? Yep. So my number 21 is another Canadian, um, Corey Smith. Corey. Yep. Um, Corey's, Corey is uh, uh, another another guy that Corey's clutch. I've been, um, had, the, had the pleasure to watch bowl for quite a while. Uh, um, was really looking forward to bowling with him in the mixed worlds this year. Unfortunately, uh, damn you, COVID, uh, that ruined it for this year. Um, hopefully, there's next. That's why year. we can't have nice things. I know. Uh, so I do have Corey at number twenty-one. My number twenty is Dickie O. Dick O'Connell. Um, saw Dick bowl with Maine Heat um, early on in my world's career. Yep. And just he he looks like he was plucked out of a different era, just with the his approach and the, the slide and the, the big arm hook. And it's fun to watch him bowl. And he just, he has, he looks like he's always trying to beat you, but not show you very mm-hmm. he's he, focused. He was, he was a gentleman. But when he gets, he, he gets off the lanes, he's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He has that laser focus. And I've seen a bunch of the old channel five stuff in the skins. Man, he made some shots. Oh yeah. Made a lot of shots. Yeah. I, uh, I had the pleasure of bowling with Dickie on that main heat team. And uh, he uh, he was fun to bowl with mm-hmm. um, and a hell of a teammate. I mean, it was it, it didn't matter if we were up or down, um, how he was bowling. He was in your corner. He wanted to bowl every string. And he was not a spring chicken nope. that year. And <laughs> he, uh, you know, but he had your back. Like, uh, I don't, you know, there were several times where, you know, I, I bowled, I bowled uh, you know, fourth or fifth at the time. And I don't know if I missed. It was early in the early in the string. I just I kind of remember I missed what really should have been an easy shot. Um, and I just rushed it. Didn't take my time. And, uh, you know, I just remember coming back and I was obviously pissed off at myself and saying some choice words and everything else. And he just kind of looked at me and said, Dude, forget about it. Well, I didn't say dude, but it was like, you know, forget mm-hmm. about it. Just look, you're good. You're good. He goes, you're you're going to be there when it matters. And that's all that that's all that counts. So don't worry about it. You know, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have Dickie on here. I got him up a little higher. Uh, my number 20 is Dave Godwin. Davey. Um, tremendous amount of respect for Davey. Um, he has done some clutch bowling. Um, he's bold anchor. He's bold first. He's bold in the middle. He's he's 
you know, done everything that, that really that you can in this game. Um, his comeback last year in the mixed worlds, yes, it was against my team. Yes, it hurt. Was really cool to see because, again, I'm friends with the dude. I, I just I think the world of Davey, I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, you know, but when you when you're down 17 with two boxes to go, and the crowd is very much against. I'm not gonna say they were very much against him because it was pretty even. Um, and when you throw, you know, you make a great shot for a spare, and then you throw an absolute bomb on it. Um, takes a lot. Mm-hmm. So I get I get Davy at number twenty. Um, my nineteen is Brian Bernaches. Um, Brian is a, it's a fun guy to watch bowl. He's a great karaoke guy, by the way. Brian yes. can sing. He can sing. Um, but he is a guy everyone looks to anytime that there is a Deadwood shot. Brian knows how to play shots. Brian will make a lot of shots. Brian throws a lot of sneaky strikes. And what I mean by that is he does not throw the ball hard. He just kind of palms it out there and it's got rotation and it mixes. And he's thrown a lot of big strings. I've seen him throw a lot of big strings in the Can-Am. Um, he's been on a lot of good teams, and there's a reason for that. Uh, he was kind of that that experience that I think helped Kingswood win that first year in Kingswood. Mm-hmm. He helped those young guys and steered them in the right direction to make sure that they didn't have, you know, oh, squirrel moments. Oh, squirrel. Or as I call them, quicksand moments where you're up 35 pins with, you know, 12 boxes to go and – all of a sudden, you're sinking and sinking and sinking, and yep. you don't mark coming home, and you lose. Been there, it's quicksand. Done, been there. Been on teams like that. But been on the opposite side, too. Yeah, and he um, he's just always impressed me with his skill and ability. Yep. Uh, Brian was uh, Brian's another one that I had on my first, uh, my first time through. And then, unfortunately, when I got thinking and putting everything through, just kind of fell off that top 25. Um Again, great ball. I got nothing bad to say about Brian. I like mm. Brian. Um, I've had some great strings against him. I've had some great matches against him. I've won some. I've lost some. Um, but it's been a lot of fun with him. Um, my number 19 is a uh, New Hampshire bowler, Chris Bovair. I don't know why I have him on here. He's <laughs> terrible. Easter Classic winner. I just like his name, Bovair. Just kidding. <laughs> I love Chris. Chris is a great bowler. He's, Real steady. He's, he is, you know. I just, I. He's one of those guys that I love to bowl against, um, because he knows what the game is about, and he, he has uh, a good respect for the game. He has a good respect for the game, and he has a good respect for the opponent. He wants to win. He, his competitive. He's got one of the highest competitive, you know, drives that I've seen, um, and he's won some stuff. I mean, obviously, he's made. You know, he made my top 25 for a reason. Um, you know, and it's, it's not the $100 that he's going to owe me after this. <laughs> but now I got Chris at my number 19. 18, I have Calvin Locke. Calvin is so much fun to bowl against. And why I say that is because you don't want him to get a break, but you know he's going to get a break. Because that's just what Calvin does. He makes a joke. Or he busts your balls, mm-hmm. turns around, arm swing, arm swing, does that little dip, and then throws nine pin, nine break with wood, eight break with wood, seven pin with wood, 
or oh a shot that you don't think he'll make, but you, you deep down you know he's probably gonna make it because it's the last two boxes of a string. Yep. Calvin finishes. Calvin throws big strings. Calvin can be a dick, but we all can, <laughs> and Calvin deserves to be on this list. You know, look, Calvin. The thing with Calvin is, is there's two things that I've figured out with him. Calvin reminds me of Ricky Henderson. <laughs> if Calvin talked in the third person, he would remind me of Ricky Henderson. Calvin is going to tell you what you don't want to hear. Because, frankly, he doesn't care. He's the truth. Yes. <laughs> He's Paul Pierce. He's the truth. Mm-hmm. But Calvin, Calvin just tells it like it is, and people don't like that. Not all the time. So I respect I respect him. I like oh, he's, Calvin. Yeah, Calvin's know. good boy. Yeah, just a good boy. Um, shit, I forgot what number. What number? Eighteen. 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 My number eighteen is uh, another New Hampshire bowler, uh, John Winchell. John Winchell, uh, who absolutely got one hundred percent screwed in the match. Yes, justice for Winchell. <laughs> justice for hashtag justice for Winchell. Yeah, uh, that's going to be the next trending topic. Um. So I, I, I've had the pleasure of watching John bowl. I've had the pleasure of bowling with John on teams. I've had the pleasure of bowling with John in singles events, just sharing a lane. Um, he is a very solid bowler. Takes the game seriously. Driven to be Wants, better. Yes. Um, you know, he was. he's a good, good anchor bowler. Um, yeah, frankly, he bowls well anywhere in the lineup. Um, but, uh, again, ton of respect for John. I think he's, uh, an, again, another one that's probably a little bit underrated, you know, but I got him, but I got he puts him in the work. He bowls in everything. everything. Yeah. Uh, but I got him at number 18. My 17, we get two spots left, 17, 16 for, for this portion. My 17 is Calvin's teammate and brethren of the North, Corey Smith. Corey's clutch. Corey, may, Corey throws bombs when Corey needs to. Yeah. I've seen him throw so many big, big strikes, and he's just so focused. He never lets anything get too much. There's never too much emotion. You get that little mumble under the breath. Mm-hmm. He throws a bad ball and smack himself in the leg, and then he'll make a shot. He'll punch the half-wester, make it, and then he'll be mad at himself. But Corey is another guy. He bowls anywhere in the lineup. He bowls great anywhere in the lineup. But you want him at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, I get a lot of respect for Corey. That's why he's in my top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, my number 17 is a Western Massachusetts bowler by the name of Det Klein. The detonator. So Det has been around a long time in this game um, and is vastly underrated, in my opinion. Um, he. Is good. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think so. Should I think. be. If I not. Should be if he's not. Um, um, I think he's. He definitely should be in. Um, he's won a bunch. Um, you know. Did he, he bowl uh, with you guys when you bowled with Chaos that yep. year? Yeah. I, I only bowled with him one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was unfortunately the year I got sick. You, he had swine flu in our hotel room, guys. I was rooming with him. First time I ever roomed with Tim at the Worlds, and he gets swine flu. What can I say? He couldn't move. It sucked. <laughs> and healthcare is not free in Canada if you're not from Canada. No, but that's okay. 
Um, so, yeah, I got dead at number 17. Mm. Great bowler, great guy. Uh, still bowling now. He he will still compete, and he can, and he's still doing it. He's still a 120-plus average bowler. So, there we go. There's my 17. My 16 is Mark Gregory. Um, we've already talked about Mark. Mark's incredibly good. Accurate. Makes a lot of nine drops. Can put the ball wherever he wants. Uh, deliberate. The year I um, I got to bowl with him in the knockout to qualify, it was me, him, and Chris McGrady. Oh, boy. In Halifax. And I had the, the, the bottom position. So everybody got to watch me finish my last three boxes every single string. <laughs> and they were not impressive back then, but... Um, he he is what I would call if you could pick a temperament for a bowler, I think Gregory has it. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, my number sixteen um, is Dick O'Connell. Dickie O. So I got Dickie O at number sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about Dick. I don't. There's nothing I really need to say. Um, you know, because I said it all right. previously. So number sixteen is Dick O'Connell. And that's the end of the first part of the list. So, folks, there you have it. Um, tell us what you think. If you think it's hot trash, let us know. Who And who would be in your bottom part of the top 25? Yeah, it's a lot harder than you think. It is. Because there are some great bowlers that I, I looked at, and I'm just like, I, I want to put them in there. But I've already got 25 bowlers. Right. You know, it's like it's like when I was coaching – it was when I was coaching high school basketball, and I know people find that funny that I coach basketball. Um, you only played the kids with the hot moms? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was funny. Is uh, you know, y- you had you you can only have five starters, folks. And there's only one basketball. And there's only one basketball. You can't start ten or twelve players. So this is very similar. Mm-hmm. We only have 25 spots. Yep, for probably 200 guys that could at least <laughs> have a chance to be on this at list. At least, and we'll and we'll do some type of list for for the women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do a hot or not? No, I don't think I don't <laughs> think that's appropriate, Tim. Not appropriate, Tim. Tim, the counselor talked to you about this. Oh damn it! <sighs> All right. How are we looking for time, Tim? Uh, we've got about uh, 13 minutes and 29 seconds. Okay, that's so very, very, very specific. I, I, I might be off a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Hey, um, how's the car going? Did the brakes work that I, I fixed and replaced? Uh, I don't know. Ryan, Ryan borrowed it because I borrowed his truck to help Jordan move, oh. and I haven't seen the car since. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it should be fine. Hopefully. It stopped when we drove it. Well, well, we hope it stops. I mean, that's kind of the goal. Well, yeah. You know. You know. So, uh... What do you want to talk about? I got an idea. Okay. Tuka Rask. Tuka, so, Tuka, so Tuka. We are Tuka, Tuka, Tuka. T- we are taping this on a Saturday. And the Bruins are in the midst of the first round of their playoffs against They're Carolina. They're up against Carolina, right? 3-1? Uh, 1-1. Oh, 1-1. Yeah, because okay. they're coming into the third game. 1-1. 1-1. And uh, Tuka announces that he is opting out of the rest of the season. Okay. But it's because a family member is sick. Well, I am only having a problem with this for a couple of reasons. Okay. Okay. Number one, he didn't say it was because his family member was sick. He said he wanted to spend time with his family. They said on the on the game though today that yep. it's his mom is very very sick. Right, but 
that wasn't what the announcement came out at. Maybe it is. And I guess maybe it. that's a little personal. Here's okay. Here's my take. Hot take coming. It's hot Fire. something. Hot take. Hot something. Hold, hold on. Hot, hot, hot take. Take, take, take. Sorry, I like to play with reverb. Um, it's better than playing with other things. Just saying. Don't look at me like that. Um, so what is your hot take on my, someone wanting to spend time with, a, with their family? So you knew you had about four months when they canceled the season in March. You had April, May, June when they were talking about, well, we're going to come back. We're going to do it as a bubble. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you're in. You had a chance to opt out. You're a professional player making millions of dollars. Yes. Okay. You show up. You quarantine like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then you play four games where you look like ass. The whole team. Yeah, but you especially kind of look like hot garbage. And you especially look like hot garbage, meaning, dude, your head is not in this. Right. Okay. I, hear me out. I'm not done. Oh, you're done. Why don't you opt out before your playoff starts? Why get two games in and realize you're playing like hot garbage and be like, you know what? My head's not in this. And I've got a sick family member and I've got a young baby and I've got two other kids and blah, blah, blah. I get it. So my simple take is actually pretty simple. You made the decision to support your team and to be there. I believe you had plenty of opportunity to opt out. Plenty of opportunity. This is not the first time that Tuca has done this. He has done this before where he's left the team for quote-unquote personal reasons and then come back. I believe in my heart of hearts this will be the last time you see Tuka Rask in a, in a Bruins uniform. I think one of two things happens. Either A, he, I think he retires because he's talked about it before. Or B, I think the, I think the Bruins release him next year. So he's not allowed to be like, wow, quarantine sucks. I, oh, yeah, hockey's coming back. Oh, well, my mom's real sick. Well, maybe if I go play hockey, my, my mental health will be better. Maybe I need a distraction. He goes there. He plays like hot garbage. Well, maybe this wasn't the distraction I need. Now I'm even more miserable. He's not allowed to make a mistake in judgment. No, he is. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, you just said, well, he made this decision. Let's he cut his ass. He had plenty of opportunities. You to just make went it. old apprentice oh Donald God. Trump on him. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, you just went, you're fired. Look, I, I'll, I'll say it. I I am a fan of Tuka Rask as a goalie. I do. Tuka Tuka Tuka. I do not believe, in my heart of hearts, that he is a big time, Timmy Jim Jim. I didn't say he was a big time goalie. So I'm okay, with. Moving on from him, they got so they got a couple of great goalies in their system, and they just picked up the number one college goalie, in Swayman. So maybe they were planning for this, Tim. Maybe. I don't know. I, Why I have is everything all wet, Todd. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Margo. I don't know. Um, I have. I just have a have. I take umbrage. I just wanted to use the word umbrage. I don't know why. 
Because you like to use big words. I know. Um, it's like photosynthesis. I just like the word. What is this, your word of the day calendar? <laughs> no, I. that's something I remember from sixth, a sixth grade science No, you test. don't remember from Billy Madison. Nope. Chlorophyll, more like chlorophyll. No, I, sixth grade, it was, I, I almost think that my mother kept this science test. <laughs> because I got 100 on it. And it was the, it's the last time it, Timmy ever got a hundred. No, folks. it was it was like some national science test that everyone had to take, and I was the only one in I was the only one in the school that got a hundred, and I beat out like man. I bet you had to beat the women off of you in oh school. Oh my god, didn't you? you have no idea. <laughs> no, I, oh my god, I almost. You want to hear about my chlorophyll? <laughs> no, more like chlorophyll. Oh my god, you just said I had to beat off every woman, and I just went straight to. <laughs> oh god we're off the rails folks we're off the rails stop stop Jesus. I'm just I'm dying over here oh, oh god. Tim's talking about his science test he passed and when he was in, I don't know I don't even know how old he was 6th grade I was sixth 12 grade. years old and I remember photosynthesis as the answer to one of the questions because I completely guessed and got it right you are Chris oh Farley God. and Tommy Boy, aren't you, Herbie <laughs> Hancock? <laughs> oh, God. What's your favorite Chris Farley movie? Oh, boy. Um, and you're wrong if it's not Tommy Boy. No, no, no. Tom, Tommy Boy is, is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, would say, I would say Tommy Boy. Um. But I'm sorry, I just went totally rated R on the whole beat off girlfriends, and I'm like, and all I could think of. R, you went straight to X, you dirty minded individual. I did. I went straight to X on that one. Man. Talked to, well, you're the one that said beating off, and all I could think of was. That's all you think of, anyways, is beating off. Hey, we are not talking masturbation on this show. No. This is not Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Dr. Ruth is awesome. <laughs> it's the best thing to watch oh. late night when you were a kid. Oh, my Dr. God. I, I used to love watching Dr. Ruth. <laughs> oh, boy. This this show has totally gone off the rails. It has. It has. But I, it'll be okay. What do we got for time? Um, we got we got about five minutes. Okay. Um, so next week, um, I am trying to get a special guest interview. Um, hoping to have that for next week. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. I'm not going to announce it because this person is very reluctant for some reason. Um, but I'm going to use my powers of persuasion. So we're not having it next week, folks. Or chlorophyll. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, More like borophyll. Borophyll. Chloroform um, is what you meant. Like the knockout stuff, that's chloroform. Oh, yeah. Not Whoops, chlorophyll, Dr. <laughs> Doctor Tim. <laughs> oh, God. We have fun. Super secret interview from Timmy. <laughs> Not using chlorophyll or chloroform. Um, yeah. Yeah. We would have done the poll, but no one even bothered to respond. So. Well, no, no, it's kind of on us because I never put it up on the... Yeah, but people we, listening never put comments up. Well, that's true. You guys all suck. No, you don't. We love you. No, I want, I want to go heal. I want to be the heel here. You can't be the heel. Why? You can't be the heel. Dude, I would make a great heel. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I no, would. No, you wouldn't. You're oh, my God. I would be an awesome heel. 
I would be a heel that people love, though. Not a face. I'd be a heel. Right, you'd be a cool heel. I'd be a cool heel. Like how the NWO was a cool heel. Yes! Stone Cold Steve Austin was supposed to be a heel. That didn't work out very uh, well. Though. I love Stone Cold. Yeah. Best heel in the business right now is MJF. I don't even know who MJF is. He's from AEW. Check him out. Best heel in the business. Well, I don't watch AEW. Well, you should. I don't I don't watch wrestling anymore. No, you should. Or you shouldn't. Do whatever you want, because who am I to dictate what other people watch? That is true. So how's your other podcast going? Really good. So you want to you want to plug it a little bit? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so it's dudes and belts. Uh, it's John Starner's podcast that we do. Me, Josh Rio, Mark Ritchie, Jeff Walsh. Um, every Sunday night at nine on Starner's Twitch channel, Johnny Death Drop. Uh, last week we got Tim to get involved. It's a chat cast. So you know you pop in and you can ask questions and communicate with us and. You know, participate in the chat. We uh, we're doing top tens. It was pretty cool. I'll I'll admit yeah. that was my that was my uh, uh, you guys popped my cherry on that. Very, I, we lo- I love doing that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but this week is top ten uh, finishing moves of all time. It better be the brain buster. No, Tim. Yes. No. That is the best finishing move. I'm gonna I'm getting on that chat. I'm I thought yeah, I thought buster. your favorite finishing move was the angry dragon. <laughs> I thought that was your favorite finishing move. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what the ang- angry dragon is. And you're not going to on this podcast. Please do not Google that. <laughs> Just trust me on this. No, I, I, I made a list and it's really, really hard to not she said. put RKO up there. Just with everything out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. And all the memes. and yeah. We were on vacation. Kelly and I were. And we were on a cruise, and we were at port. And I think we were in Nassau, and we are in the beach. And this guy just yells, out of nowhere, and just RKO's his girlfriend into the ocean. <laughs> and she gets up, and she's all mad. She goes, I told you, no wrestling moves this week. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's funny. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so as far as your podcast goes, it was yeah. uh, it's Starner's podcast. Yep. It Johnny was, Death Drop is the Twitch channel. Yeah, I, uh, I did log. I logged in. We got the old man Tim on Twitch. So I was, I got on. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, I'm gonna check. To, oh, they're on still. Okay, well I get on, and uh, next thing I know, it's like midnight, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go to. He bed. got a shout out. He did. I did. He joined right in, and then yep. you know we welcomed him, and Fuller knew who it was as soon as you got on. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I don't know how he knew that was me, but oh, come on, TGM five hundred two. Is that obvious? Yes, if you know you, it is. Do you know me? Do you know who I am? Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, give him a give him a uh, give, give him a, a, give a, a follow watch. and follow. a like on Twitch and throw a subscribe that way too if that's something you do. I know there's I'm not really familiar with Twitch. I know you, there's stuff behind subscribes and coins and things like that and follows. So bitcoins. I don't know if it's bitcoins, but I hope not because I don't have any support. Support uh, John any way you can. Johnny Death Drop is the Twitch channel. Okay. Dudes and Belts Sunday nights, <laughs> 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you want to try that? 9 again. p.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time. Johnny does twi- uh, stream other stuff though, content. So check okay. out his channel too. But 9 p.m. and the chat cast. Guys, 
please, please, please reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you like. Uh, let Brian know what you don't like. Don't let me know because I'm, I'm... Tim's a fragile, delicate a, flower. I'm fragile. Um, you know, reach out. Let us know what's happening. More than, more than happy to talk about uh, what it is that you guys want us uh, to talk about. So next week uh, we will do... Uh, six, uh, 15 through 15 six. through 6 and then uh, in 2 weeks we'll do the top 5 and then we'll, we'll, we'll have some other things to talk about as well I'm sure Oh yeah. Um, we'll get some sports, we'll get some entertainment fall um, leagues are starting up, support your local bowling centers yep, fall leagues are starting up and uh, you know eventually I'm going to get Brian to actually laugh on this podcast I am he might I, I am going to get there. You might um, not have me to the point he had me laughing when we played golf last, but all the car ride up when we were literally crying, we were laughing so hard. I was snorting. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he might get me at some oh point if I god, laugh that, that hard. That was so funny. What the hell were we talking about? We can't talk about it on air. Really? I don't even remember. I'll, I'll tell you. <gasps> oh yeah. my god, I re- yeah. was it was it my first time? <laughs> yes. <it was. laughs> Eventually, that might be a story for this podcast. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I th- I think it might be. Yeah. Um, all right. All right, guys. Look, we're we're a little over time. We appreciate the listen. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what's going on. This is ripping the rack podcast. Be safe. Be healthy. Have fun. Be kind. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great week, everyone.